This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 30 of Did You Know? My name is Andrew McCauley, the social media bloke. I am joined by Will Hankey. Hey Will. Hey, how are you today? I am great. Looking forward to another episode of Did You Know? Of course, this is the show where we highlight all of the things that have been happening online, whether it's social media, whether it's just marketing-related news for your business. If you want to know what's going on, join us, and we're going to discuss the things that we have seen that's come across our desk. Hey, Will, how has your week been going so far? It's been going very well. It's uh, quite warm here. Of course, you out there in California are used to it being warm. Uh, us in the Midwest, we just complain about it when it gets warm. Your warm is a bit uglier than my warm, I think. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a nice dry warm where you go in the pool and you get out and you can get dry. Whereas I think your warm's a little bit more moist, isn't it? Yes, yes, that most certainly is. Yeah, we, there's there's not too many days that we don't get humidity during the summer. Uh, it's a bit hard That's to okay. play. It's a bit hard to play Pokemon Go when it's uh, when you're in the pool all day, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of extra showers going on with the teenagers here. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Hey, so, um, so you know, part of our show that we're introducing, part of a new part of our show that we're introducing is a tool of the week or an app of the week. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to just share with you what sort of app or tool that we've discovered or that we're using regularly for our business to help us in our marketing endeavors. So we'll... Do you want to start us off with a tool that you've either come across or been using for a little while that people could possibly go and check out themselves? Most certainly. So uh, I've been using one called Google Express for a couple, uh, maybe about two months now. And it's a pretty cool little tool. It's from Google. And it's, uh, I guess you could liken it to some sort of a courier service maybe. Uh Uh, There's a whole bunch of brands that have signed up on here. So we have Walgreens. And uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, there's um, um, Costco, things like that on there. So it's a great way to uh, kind of refill your office supplies and things that you need without ever having to go anywhere. Uh, and typically, anything that you order on there, they do have a, I think there's a $4.99 shipping fee that they charge you. Uh, but there's a lot of promo codes if you just go online and type in Google Express promo code you'll get plenty of promo codes where you can probably get the shipping for free. But uh, anyway, you just you just put things in your cart, check out, and the next day it shows up on your doorstep. So, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool little thing. Um, you know, there's a, there's, I think they're signing up more and more people as it, as it continues to get bigger. And quite honestly, I'm surprised that it's in St. Louis of all places. Uh, we're usually, you know, we're we're usually on the back end of of the cool stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. So, so is it like a competitor to a competitor to Amazon Fresh? Yes, think? I would I would say so. Although I think um, Amazon Fresh is that does that include groceries that are yeah uh, perishable yeah. as well? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. See, this there's nothing perishable on here, so right. you know I can I can get. I can get trail mix or something like that from Walgreens, but you know because it's in a bag. But uh, can't get any actual you know groceries as far as like a tomato or something like that. Yeah. So do you order it? Is there an is there an app that you order it from, or is it straight off your desktop, or how, how do you order it? Where, where's the functionality there? 
Yeah, so I have uh, an Android phone, and I just downloaded the Google Express app, and it's right on my phone, and I can just choose from all the different stores, Staples, Toys R Us, Treasure Island Foods, Walgreens. So there's a whole bunch of them in here, and then I just I just go through, put, add things to my cart, check out, and then, like I said, they show up the next day. Cool, very cool. Um, I love it. I love it. I think that's the way of the future. We're going to be, you know, we've already got smart fridges that tell us when our water's running out or our milk's low. And right. uh, I think, you know, we, we may see the demise of a lot of shops, you know, not all of them. People still like to browse and that sort of stuff. But um, who knows? I think that's sort of the trend that's happening now. And we've seen Amazon dash buttons, you know, these little buttons on the yep. side of your fridge when you run out of pizza or whatever you want. You hit the button and bang, it's, it's there. Um, so, yeah, it's getting crazy how we're relying on delivery all the time for this sort of stuff it's good yeah i like it yeah i know of a a couple uh you know um secretaries who when office supplies get low they go on amazon they just reorder and it shows up you know a couple days later usually with prime it's only a day or two Mm. so i definitely think this is a play to to kind of take on that market as well very cool very cool well i'll tell you what i've been, been playing with lately and it's only been out for a few weeks and that is a an app called Engage, Twitter Engage, actually. So Twitter has launched this app. It's a companion app for Twitter, if you like. And basically, it provides real-time data and insights, which lets you sort of understand what's going on, you know, who's engaging with you, um, and how you can grow your audience. What I really like about it is that it tells you if there's an influencer, somebody that's quite influential, uh, it started following you or they started tweeting um, to you or f- about you. So you can right. quickly reach out to people and say, hey, you know what? Um, thanks for thanks for sharing. This is an important person to sort of nurture because they're an influencer. They've got some reach that you may want to be looking at. So I love it for that reason. Um, th- and that's just one part of it. You know, It gives you a quick rundown of all your mentions of who's mentioning you so you can reach out to them straight away. Uh, it also tells you the verified people. So there's a number of verified oh. people out on Twitter. Um, and if they're reaching out to you, then that would be great um, to to uh, sort of interact with those people as well. As well as that, it gives you a whole bunch of stats too, like gives me the live stats, how many people, or how many impressions your tweets have had, how many retweets and likes and mentions you've had in the last sort of hour. Um, it gives you your seven day, um, in fact, it gives you a whole range of 24 hours, seven days, 30 days, 90 days stats as well. So it's a really cool analytical app uh, in your pocket if you're really into Twitter, which I am more and more these days. Um, I love it because it really means that I can look at the the crucial numbers of my, my account real quick. And I've got a number of uh, accounts that I run social media for for other businesses, and it's great for me to quickly see what's going on, and I can give them an update at, you know on the fly. So it's called Twitter Engage. You can check that out on iOS and uh, Google Android as well. Yeah, so let me ask you, does it does it tell you if that person is an influencer or does it does it give different levels of how that how that person uh is seen on Twitter? Um as far as uh, what do you mean as far as um why they're an influencer? Yeah, or does it say this person is an influencer, you know, over this other guy, you might want to you know contact oh. this guy or does it have more stars or something like that? It or? just no, it just says an influence like it'll say an okay. influencer mentioned you and, and it gives you the tweet and the and who they are when they okay. men- when they mentioned you so you can see it. Like for instance I got one on here now, an influencer mentioned me fifteen hours ago and um, so I went and checked out who they are and I can reply to those guys. 
Um, and then yesterday, another influencer mentioned me, so I can reply to him as well. Um, so it just lets me check out what's going on. I mean, I've got a guy here who's you know, an, a verified user followed me, and this guy here has 300,000 followers. So, you know, that sort of thing is cool because now I can go out yeah. and reach out and say, hey, thanks, thanks for that. If he's a person that I want to make sure that I keep connected with, I don't want to lose him. I want to reach back out and say, hey, this is what this is really good because you know I get a lot of followers a day on my Twitter accounts, and to be honest with you, to look through 40, 50, 100 new followers a day to see if they're if they're worth you know really really uh, making an effort takes a long time i don't have that sort of time so this app is great for that sort of thing yeah i like that so it when it says an influencer did something somewhere behind the scenes twitter is deciding who that those people are influencers yeah i think like just looking at it, i'm looking at just quickly as we speak right now to see what what are these why are these people uh, regarded as influencers and it looks like it's generally their um their follow account i think i'm looking at that generally their follow account seems to be the main driving force that may be wrong but that's what seems to be for me right now yeah yeah well that kind of makes sense too yeah 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 anyway so that's our new apps that's our new apps for the week um go and check those out and let us know in the comments if uh if you've ever used any of these apps and you like them as well but let's dig on to dig into today's show we have some huge things going on i think pokemon go is the rage right now we (laughs) we wouldn't be a proper show if we didn't talk about pokemon go or Pokemon Go and get lost, or Pokemon Go and hit a tree, or Pokemon Go and find a dead body. Right. Um, yeah. Tell us about some stats that uh, how much time people are spending on Pokemon Go right now. Yeah. Well, uh, there was an article on Mashable that said that people are spending more time on Pokemon Go than Facebook and Snapchat. And this article actually came out on Friday of last week, which means. Uh, that Pokemon Go was only, what, six days old at the time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty incredible. So so um, this is, you know, we're, we're predominantly focusing on marketing and stuff like that, but we do need to mention this because there are some marketing angles that you can take with this sort of aspect, and we'll talk about those in just a minute. But the phenomenal, the phenomenality, if that's even a word, hashtag wow. phenomenality. Maybe that might be a word in Australia. I'm uh, not sure. Well, it's going to be a hashtag now. Um, <laughs> the phenomenality of it <laughs> is that is that people are spending a lot of time. I, I was at a, I was at the park yesterday. In fact, I was, my son's daycare center is in a park, and I saw no less than three guys walking around. Uh, Groups of guys walking around chasing Pokemon, Pokemon uh-huh. stuff, uh, in the park, and we're talking it's 110 degrees here, right? right? And they didn't care; they were happy to be chasing Pokemon's on their phone. And I'm seeing this everywhere now. People just looking down and chasing these Pokemon's. It's um, it's interesting. That's all I can. Yeah, I, I've got uh, I've got a couple teenagers, uh, 18 and 19, and they're all over this thing. And we've we've been to the park more in the last week. Uh, than we have in quite a while, which, you know, just from that standpoint of them getting out and walking around is, uh, mm. that's a good thing versus them sitting at home, you know, playing shoot 'em ups. Totally. I, I agree with that. You know, I'm using it. I've got a four year old and a six year old and they're already, the six year old is really into it already, although he hasn't played it. But I, I use it as a treat now. I'll say, listen, if you're good, we'll go to the park and play Pokemon. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So now it's a, um, 
it's an incentive to get him outside in the 110 degree heat, but it's, right. it's, it's an incentive to get him outside and doing stuff. You know, we've heard, we've heard stories about people out there who have lost weight, you know, lost X amount of pounds, all these burning up calories, just chasing Pokemon. You know, hear people parking three blocks further away from work now <laughs> so they can just go and get some Pokemon on the way there. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see. I'm guessing that, you know, the rudimentary game is relatively... Yeah, it's it's okay. It's nothing special, sure. but I think you know this is the this is the this is the tipping point where we're going to see some amazingly graphical and creative games coming from now on. Because now that mold has been broken, I think this is just the start, and I think we're going to see some fascinating ways to use this augmented reality um, integrated with geolocation sort of stuff. It's going to be watch out. It'll be a, it'll be a crazy ride from now on. I'm I'm tipping. Totally agree. I, I don't know if we'll see anything as, as phenomenal as the way that this has taken off. Uh, but, you know, there's always something new. There's always the next thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, and, you know, you mentioned earlier some different marketing angles. Uh, there's some there's some smart business people out there that are starting to kind of take advantage of this if they're able to if they're trying to market to that. What do we say? Six to twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 30, 35, older kids, 40. <laughs> I won't say that my 40-year-old wife is playing it, but it's very possible that she may be doing that. <laughs> so so, so for those that aren't you know, fully up to speed in that, give us some rundown. I mean, you, you're going to hear about the people that have found dead bodies. You're going to hear about kids hitting trees while they're driving. Mm-hmm. You know, two guys fell off a cliff playing Pokemon. Um, losers, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get that right. Safety right. first, safety first. But as far as marketing goes, you know, things like churches are signing up as Pokestops. You know, yeah. Tell us about lures. Tell us about why a business would be interested in what's going on right now. Okay, so a lure is basically well, it's just what it sounds like. It's something that you can purchase and it's geo targeted, so it goes to a specific GPS location. Right. So let's say you uh, let's say you let's say you have a church. Uh, and you know, the youth center, maybe that would be a great place to buy a lure that was right outside the door of the youth center. And basically what that does is that, uh, it has a higher probability of Pokemon showing up at that location because of that lure. Mm -hmm. And it shows up on everybody's, uh, mobile device that there's a lure over there. So the people will just naturally be gravitated to it, uh, to because the the chance of catching Pokemon is higher at that location. So so, but t- walk me through the the thought process here. If you've got a business and people walking in, they they're throwing their Pokeballs at the Pokemon, <laughs> and then they leave. Right? Is right. there really an upside to the business, or are they just wearing out your door hinges and your carpet? Yeah. Uh, once again, I think you really need to have a business that targets the age range that makes sense, you know, so that even if there's even if there's no purchase maybe made at that particular time, just the fact that maybe these kids didn't know that business existed, you know, or something like that. You know, if you have an arcade or if you're uh, even if it's like a, a Wendy's or something like that, you know, uh, there's no reason you couldn't put a sign on the door that says, hey, Pokemon players come in and get a free ice water or something. You know, I think there's definitely a huge branding play there, if nothing else. Mm. Now, you said lures, uh, businesses can buy lures for, what, 10 bucks a day or something like that? Yeah, I think they're around $10 a day. And uh, um, Pokemon has also come out, the developers have come out and said that there's going to be some ads 
you know, some other ways that you can kind of advertise to some of these kids. But as it is at the moment, I think the best way to do it is by purchasing one of those lures. Yeah, right. Now, ads obviously would make sense, but because it's a game, there are things to buy, like you can buy more coins and more balls and more whatever yep. uh, on there. And, you know, we saw Candy Crush come out two, three, four years ago, um, making ridiculous amounts of money a day, millions of dollars a day, because people were buying the extra bonuses and that sort of stuff. Right. Do you think that they will need ads to make this work? And, and like, you know, we're hearing about servers breaking down already. They, they went to Canada and all the servers are broken down. Um, that's, not a, that's not a hard fix, but it's a, it's, a, it's a costly fix. Do you think they're going to need ads to keep that money up, or do you think the... The, the basic gameplay and buying bonuses inside the gameplay is going to be enough for them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's ever enough for any business, you know, if there's a way to make a little bit more, I know that uh, around five or six days into Pokemon go coming out, there was a report that they were making around $1.2 million a day just in purchases. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure that number, it may have even doubled by now. We're, you know, we're, uh, what are we, 10 days in, I guess yeah, now. Yeah, it would have doubled uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, they're definitely making, they're definitely making some good money off of it. And if they can make even more off the ads, uh, you know, maybe some some apps end up having a pro version that's ad-free. You know, there's a lot of ways they could go with this. All right, well, at the risk of turning this into a Pokemon Go podcast, um, <laughs> I don't. Do, is there any more you want to add about Pokemon Go and what's happening with it, or should we save that for our next 17 episodes? That... <laughs> you know what? Uh, one other thing T Mobile came out and offered uh, free Pokemon data for oh, a yes. year, yes. which was a terrific thing uh, to you know kind of play on, on their marketing angle with that. And I think there's some caveats to it you have to sign up for it on a tuesday when that particular offer is available things like that but um smart smart move on t-mobile's part that's a great movie and you know it just reminded me of a couple of other things that some smart marketers are doing there's a guy out there and i'm sure there's a lot of them now an uber driver who will uber you around to pokemon places you know, so he gets to know where they are because he sees it all the time. He's driving around. He's seeing people going, collecting. He's probably playing it himself. But right. then he says, you know, I'll run some Uber trips for you. And I'll take you where the, where the best things are. If you're looking for a specific creature on Pokemon, I, can't, I don't even, couldn't even tell you one name on Pokemon Go. But if they're looking for a specific creature, bang, he knows where to go. So I'm thinking that's a pretty smart little uh, business-minded guy doing that, right? Yeah, that's pretty smart. I've told my boys when they're when their friends are at work or or when they get back in school, you know, tell them that they'll take their phones with them for you know a couple bucks a day and they'll do all the things that they're doing anyway for their friends. So. Yeah, that's a great idea. And and uh, I know you said that um, there's already meetup groups locally for you for Pokemon Go, which is just just insane how quick that's spread. Yeah, yeah. For I'm in a, a county called Jefferson County, and it's nothing special. But there's already a Facebook group specifically for Pokemon Go in this county. Yeah, yeah. People are sharing locations, like you said, of where you can catch specific monsters or whatever they're called. I have a feeling that we will be talking about Pokemon Go for a little while over the next few weeks, especially as new yeah. things come out and changes and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, let's uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled on this one. I agree. Yeah, let, let's go on to something else so that we're, so that those that are not interested can wake back up. Yeah, get back, get back here. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Facebook. Facebook changes. Anything? Would would there be likely to have anything changed on Facebook in the last week? 
in the last hour. Yeah. Uh, very possible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Instant articles on Messenger. Yeah. So now, uh, now when you're not only can you get instant articles on your uh, on your regular feed on your mobile device. Uh, you can also get them when they're shared through Messenger. So an instant article is basically it's kind of a, a dumbed down version of your of of a blog post. Uh, it strips out images, things like that, and it just makes it load a lot faster. So if those articles are shared on a Messenger on the Messenger app, uh, you know they they are now loading very quickly as well. So a couple of things about this um, this uh, instant articles as well as Google AMP have the same sort of thing. But yep. the idea is that they're now these things are ten times faster to load. So in the old days, <laughs> talking a few weeks ago, um, if someone sent you a link and you read their blog page or their blog post on a page, that whole page would be downloaded on your phone. Now let's say you're not at home on your Wi-Fi. Let's say you're out traveling and you're using data, and every time you look at that page, it's loading all this extra stuff that you don't necessarily need to see. Hence, right. using up your data. So what Facebook have said is let's let's make sure that we have a way to show these great articles without having to load all the extra bells and whistles that are not needed. Now, what they've done is they've combined this and put it into Messenger. So if I was to send Will a link in my Messenger, um, that that actual article would be stripped down and I would he would only see the actual message rather than the entire web page. So um, I think it's great. I think it's a move that's good. There's a few flaws in what they're doing right now, but... I won't go into that right now, but I think they're going to iron those out. Um, but certainly good for people that are traveling or moving around or don't want to be using a lot of data on their cell devices. Yep, I think it's awesome. And you also mentioned Google AMP, which is pretty much the same thing. I think they call it uh, yep. accelerated mobile pages. Correct. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's stick with Messenger, uh, Facebook Messenger. 11,000 bots that Facebook has now on their um, on their bot machine thing <laughs> yeah so i was trying to think about when we first started talking about bots and when all that came out and i think uh maybe what five weeks ago it, it couldn't have been very long ago um i, I think it was at their f8 conference it might have been it might have been april may from memory okay. yeah. yeah yeah so maybe closer to eight weeks or so uh but yeah so they they announced that you could do things through the the different bots, and I think at the uh, conference they even showed that you could order flowers from uh, who's that from Teleflora or somebody. Uh, yeah, one eight hundred flowers, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, you can order pizza, things like that. So, um, just in that short amount of time, uh, there's been a quite a quite an increase in the amount of bots available for different things. Yeah, so bots, I mean, I use CNN as a bot for an example. This is how it works. CNN have an automated response sort of thing. Um, uh, this is quite good because it says, what what would you like to know about? What what are you after? And, I, and you put in, you know, social media or you put in Donald Trump or politics or whatever you want to put in. And CNN will send you uh, news stories. Now, I, I probably put um, a topic in about six. No, no, probably about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Every day, CNN in the morning will send me a little snippet on my messenger to say, hey, uh, here's here's some stories about uh, the topic that you asked for. Um, check them out. So I read them inside my messenger. It's almost like a news service inside Facebook Messenger for me. So it keeps you up to date. But there's a whole range of other bots. Like, as Will said, you can order pizza. You know, Domino's have one out there. Um, there's all sorts of different ones that you that, uh, that are going to work for you. So just have a look around. 
go into your uh, your phone, type in a business in the search bar, and it'll come up and it'll say, these are the bots and businesses with that name, and you can start following them that way. Yeah, I also saw an example of a, a company called Parade of Books, mm-hmm. and what you can do there is you can just type in a subject that you like, you know, to read about, and then that bot will automatically serve you uh, books related to that title or re- related to that subject, and if if a new one comes out, it'll send you that message. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is cool. So anyway, they've got eleven thousand bots. They are expecting to have another uh, twelve thousand. Bots coming out real, real soon. So there's going to be 23,000 different bots out there with different companies uh, using bots all over the place. So watch this space for more bots. Yeah, it should be good. Yep. I, I, you know what? You just had me sign up today for CNN, so I'm kind of excited to see what happens tomorrow and how, how it how it does it all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, keep your eye out. It'd be good, and we can talk about that on a, on a future episode. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Facebook also uh, now can translate your posts into other languages. So if you were uh, wanting to translate something from American to Australian, you could do that now. Wow, that's pretty pretty <laughs> fancy. Um, you could always read, like if I ever saw a post, let's say I had some friends from you know, Indonesia or China or whatever, and they'd written a post and it was in Chinese, I could always translate that from theirs to mine. But I think from now... Uh, you, can you actually translate the other way? Is that what it's saying? Yeah, I think you can translate both ways now. And there's also, I mean, there's always been different services out there. I think Babblefish has been around forever. Yeah, really. You know, but you, you kind of had to copy and paste and then tell it what language from, what language to, and then it would spit out a kind of an archaic version of it. But, yeah. um, you know, hopefully this, I think this is a little bit more on the fly when you pull up a page and, and do it right away. So. Mm. I don't know how well it does. I mean, every language has their their different quirks that don't always work exactly right. So, yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, if you've uh, if that you've got a need for that sort of thing, then yep. go for it. That could be a good thing for you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What else we got? Snapchat. Snapchat. Uh, they came out with something called Memories, where you can save and share old photos. So. Uh, I, I wonder if Snapchat was losing a little bit of its uh, zing with kids, you know, where where the the images disappear right away, and or you know, for my kids, I know sometimes they're kind of they don't know when they when there's an event or something going on, they don't know whether to take a picture of it with their photo or to take a snap of it, mm-hmm. you know, and they know that they can't they can't cross those two streams, so. Uh, kind of an interesting way now they can take a picture of the, the, the cool looking truck or whatever it is, you know, and still share it with everybody on, on both networks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so it's sort of best of both worlds. I wonder if, um, yeah, I wonder how they will, how they will take to that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of months where they really dig that. I mean, Facebook, I mean, Snapchat has been growing rapidly anyway for the last yeah. six months and more and more people are getting on board with it you know as far as marketing goes so that'll be interesting to see how that goes right and just the idea that now they'll save some of your old photos too which i think yeah you could you couldn't do that before other than on your storyline uh but still i don't think those stuck around forever so yeah so it's called my memories and uh usually it appears just underneath your story and uh your other yeah. live stories too so you can add it to there and um i think you can even add it to your camera roll from there as well Yes, sir. Good one. Okay. 
All right, what else we got? We've got uh, time for a couple other little things before we wrap up. Yeah, you know what? I saw an interesting article the other day on Marketing Land. Uh, we'll, we'll stick it in the show notes, but it was about holiday marketing. And, you know, uh, this particular article was about grabbing some, taking some different cues from uh, last year's marketing trends and using them this year. But what struck me as most interesting was just the fact that here it is, the end of July, uh, middle of July, really. And they're already talking about the holiday marketing. So if you if your business uh, caters or does well during the holiday season, this is the time to start thinking about doing you know your SEO, your build, start building your campaigns, getting all that together. As crazy as it sounds, all that stuff needs to be started now. Yeah, well, I think last year was the first time, from memory, that. Um more people shopped online than in the stores between uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday weekend. Yeah, I can believe that. We've definitely ramped up our online shopping. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we spoke about the top of the hour. It's so easy. Uh, and with what's happening now is the Google Express and all of that, it's going to be uh, just, it's just going to keep growing. I don't think it's going to, I don't think we're going to go back to those days at all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we won't be able to make fun of uh, Walmart putting out the the Thanksgiving stuff right after Halloween because we won't <laughs> be there to know that. We won't see it unless they uh, target us and look for people that really like that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, all right, so there you go. That's a, So check that link out. That's a great little article from uh, Marketing Land that tells you all about what you need to know for this coming holiday season and uh as will said it's not that far away to be honest with you it's uh, we're halfway through july and uh we're going to be seeing november quicker than ever <laughs> that's the way it's going yeah unfortunately i think that's true but you know from a marketing standpoint get your stuff in order uh, or, or at least start having a conversation with it yeah definitely all right well i think we are nearly done for what's happening uh in did you know this week Thank you, Will, for jumping in and um, great sharing some of that information with you. If you are listening to us on iTunes, we'd love to have a review. Share us, uh, share a review, uh, let your friends know. If you're listening to us on any other other platform, leave a review on those too. We also have show notes. Will, where can they find the show notes for this for this particular podcast? All of the show notes are at redcanoemedia.com slash did you know? There you go. There it is. So uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Did You Know, episode 31, coming up to you soon. Thanks, Will. Talk, talk to you later. Thanks for joining us on the Did You Know podcast. Check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com.